Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. All across the state, rural hospitals are on the brink of collapse. New hospitals closing for good, leaving patients and doctors to fend for themselves. Hospital administrators are fearing shortages in staffing, in supplies, and in cash. That sounds alarming, huh? It's terrifying. You think that uh, hospitals, in particular rural hospitals around this country, those are news reports you just heard from around this country, uh, rural hospitals and also, uh, you know, hospitals in more urban settings are closing around the country. In a moment, we're going to look at how Utah's hospital system is being impacted by the pandemic. But why is this the case? Why are we seeing a trend like this around the country? Well, the American Hospital Association has estimated the pandemic will cost U.S. hospitals more than $323 billion through the end of the year. $323 billion will be the cost uh, on U.S. hospitals due to the pandemic through the end of this year. Now, if you go back to 2018, we get a sense of revenue numbers for U.S. hospitals. U.S. hospital revenue in 2018 totaled $1.1 trillion. That's uh, according to the the most recent American Hospital Association data uh, available. And how about the CARES Act? You probably say to yourself, all right, well, the, if these hospitals are incurring, incurring uh, such a big expense, uh, we've heard from the, the president that there's, uh, there's plenty of money available to them. A significant amount of this money will go to the hospitals and hotspots, while a portion of it will reimburse hospitals for the cost of treating uninsured patients and uh, for the coronavirus. That doesn't make up all the lost revenue, though. And where does revenue come from in a hospital? There are many elective surgeries, and the margins on those are are pretty wide. There are also uh, the the costs incurred by private insurance companies. And as Americans across this country have lost their jobs, uh, they so too have lost access to to certain health care coverage. And all of that uh, trickles back to the hospitals, which are, you know, while at the same time uh, losing money due to, uh, you know, the cancellation of certain elective surgeries, due to Americans losing uh, insurance, they are also incurring uh, great expense in this new uh, kind of retooling of resources and remarshalling of resources in an effort to safeguard this country and help cure it uh, of the coronavirus. Now, I ask the question, how is Utah doing? And to help us understand best uh, the situation here in the Beehive State is Greg Bell, president and CEO of the Utah Hospital Association. Sir, how are you? And welcome to the program. Thank you, Lee. Doing great. Uh, In these terms of lost revenue and unique challenges, uh, how is Utah faring as broadly as you can speak? 
Well, thank you for uh, doing that background work. Um, media doesn't usually dig that deeply into this issue, and uh, it is a difficult one to parse because uh, every hospital is so unique, you know. But um, hospitals across the nation are, are hugely challenged by not only the handling of corona but the financing of handling corona. So it, it does present many problems. We have members who are freestanding um, uh, single purpose, for instance, their addiction recovery or their, um, you know, rehab. Those, those facilities have been hit really hard because their business is just off. Uh, people aren't going out. People just aren't uh, doing the medical procedures that they were once doing. So they've really been hit hard, uh, psychiatric hospitals, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, moreover, people are not seeking routine medical care. Thus, uh, they're not getting the routine surgeries and follow-ups that they normally would. Mm -hmm. To answer your specific question, uh, rural hospitals in Utah are doing okay. Um, we have kind of two categories. Intermountain has several rural hospitals, LifePoint, and some other affiliated corporate hospitals, right? We do have nine rural independent hospitals that are owned by the people of the community or a nonprofit. Uh, because corona has been really very low level in most of the rural areas, they haven't had to really change their order of business much. Uh, this last week, they're starting to see some cases, uh, starting to hospitalize a few cases, uh, seeing a few deaths in the more outlying areas. Uh, but the CARES Act money and uh, other aid has uh, pretty well tided them over, and, and most of these guys are very wise about their finances so they're going to make it in the short term certainly i imagine that it's 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 a difficult it's a difficult situation to 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 you know explain to the public and then you know, garner some measure of sympathy. We think about hospitals, we think about doctors, and doctors, uh, those are the men and women that drive nicer cars than the rest of us. And so to hear that, oh, the, the, not as much money is going to the hospitals, it's difficult to kind of uh, kind of bridge that or kind of get over that hump and realize that, okay, no, it's not, we're not talking about doctor salaries, we're talking about uh, the, you know, the resources and the funds needed to maintain the equipment, the medicine, the machinery, the facilities uh, to, to care for these people across the country. Uh, now, y yesterday it was announced, I think yesterday, yeah, the day before last, Intermountain Healthcare eliminating 250 positions uh, in an effort they claim to uh, enhance affordability of health care. Uh, do, do, do you estimate or do you, do you suppose there may be more layoffs uh, in other systems across our state? Um, Intermountain would not call that a layoff. They're just looking at it as a long-term um, incentive to reduce the workforce and try to consolidate. But but still, even uh, a, a move made corona, a move made absent of Corona. Yeah, but even before Corona, I see. Uh, Mark Harrison was saying, "Look, we've got to take some expense out of healthcare. It's just too expensive. We've got to drive down costs in drugs." in unnecessary procedures and testing and, you know, various elements of the cost. We just have to take more cost out of it mm -hmm. because people, companies, insurance companies can't afford it. So we all know that uh, affordability of health care is a big deal. Utah has uh, some of the most affordable health care. But when you say that, people say, well, wow, I'd hate to have it when it's not affordable because, you know, for the mere mortal, the family who's just trying to struggle with a few kids and a high-deductible health plan, 
it seems like it's pretty expensive. Mm. How are we doing? We have about, we have about uh, 30 seconds left uh, as the hospitalization rate increases day after day. Uh, how are hospitals doing the last few days here? Uh, hospitals are they're doing great. They're t- the staff are tired. You know, beds don't care for people. Doctors and nurses care for people. Uh, they're v- we're just really glad for the governor's mandates and orders. These are terrifically nuanced things, highly supportively. This is a lot of leadership shown by our state government. I, I'm just really excited about that. Our hospitals are doing okay, but they've lost a lot of money, the bigger ones especially, who have had the COVID problems, uh, but they're swimming through it. Greg Bell, President and CEO of the Utah Hospital Association, thank you for your time and thank you for keeping watch over this important issue we're facing here across the great state and the country and the world. Thanks, Slade. Good to be with you. Always. We're going to take a a quick break uh, right here. When we return, looking forward to the conversation we're going to have. It has to do with how you and I are going to be spending our evening today. There is, as you well know, Uh, A pair of dueling town halls taking place. Uh, President Donald J. Trump will take to the stage on what network? And at the exact same time on another network, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden will be speaking in town hall hall form. Do you know which which one you're going to watch? Are you going to watch any of them? Does it matter? Why don't you and I have a discussion about that next on Live Mike? I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor... You'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.